Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. Jesus is truly at the center. My name is Minister Ty. I'm here with Dave Nielsen. How you doing, sir? Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. We're here another, you know, I was fishing. <laughs> I was fishing yesterday and I saw these guys catching these fish. And I looked at my little sister. I was like, why do they all talk the same? They all have the same accent. I was like, do we have to have that accent in order to catch fish? And mm. she just laughed. Anyway, yeah, it's just like, I don't know what it is. But anyway, look, we have a special friend here today, a uh, special man of God. Um, he's such a uh, special part of my life. His name is Antoine Murchison. What's up, man? Say something. What's going on, Ty? How you doing, man? Man, no, I'm doing great, man. God is good. God is still on the throne. He's doing awesome things. We're going to get into this episode, but before we do... I want to let, you know, just all all of our viewers know that what we have before us here is just a man of God, someone who's been a big part of all of our lives, a big part of the community. He's actually working, uh, you know, just helping young men on a level of, man, that's the real mission field. That's the real mission field because this generation has to hear the word of God from a man of God. So I I definitely give him... um, accolades there but let's go and start with the pray- prayer dave can you pray us in mighty god we come before you we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here thank you for making us friends and putting us together lord and calling us to speak our testimony about jesus which is how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony is how they overcame lord guide our thoughts and words lord and and who we are to your glory in jesus name amen 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 i love that prayer man it's just like it's all about being who we are. God has called us to be who we are so he can accomplish his will upon this earth. What he has for us is for us. I want everybody who's listening to know God has you going through what you're going through for a reason. And it's leading you to the point where how you can overcome. And when you overcome, you're going to be able to help those around you. So let's uh, kind of get straight into this episode. Uh, this episode was, um, when was this episode um thought of i had an experience that i talked to about to with about with antoine and he saw the the value in it he was like man (laughs) do you see what's going on there like i told him about this time that there was a tank and we had to get around it we couldn't Mm -hmm. and i ended up knocking on it and and blah blah but we're gonna get into that yeah we're gonna get into the complete story he was like man that's like facing your fear and it kind of developed and we've just been talking about it ever since okay so the The name of this episode is called Face the Tank, the Movement of Hope. And uh, what Dave is saying, you know, hope moves. We're kind of going to get into it. But before we do, look, this is all about Jesus. Jesus is is at the center. But what we want to do is encourage those who are facing their fears, who have fears in front of them, to, you know, to know that God is with you. And what God wants you to do is keep on moving forward, the movement of hope. What did you mean by the movement of hope, Dave? Like faith, hope has to move. And uh, so we think about the end state, where we want to be. Um, we want our kids to be healthy. We want someone to become healthy or, you know, a career. You know, those are, those are circumstantial things in our lives, but we really want to be able to be before God and be told, well done. Mm-hmm. And so if we have such a hope, a living hope, as Peter calls it, we need to move it just like our faith. So uh, we, uh, I just think we do that by facing our fears. Or okay. Our and uh, Antoine kind of seen that this was something that should be uh, mass produced, like many people need to hear that. What was your thinking, Antoine, when you 
kind of heard him talk about the story that he's going to tell us? Uh, well, I was in a time of my life where I was literally facing things. Um, I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Let's put that out there. I've mm-hmm. uh, been clean now, tired now, three, what, three and a half years, almost four. Awesome. Um, and that's one of the things I had to face. And just when hearing his story, it's talking about just, you know, the things that we had to go through in our lives and, you know, just actually facing it or looking at it and then taking, taking it on, I think that God gave us the courage to do that. And some of us, sometimes as human, we don't think that we have that courage or that, that, that fight or that, you know, that energy to face our tanks. So we just, like you said, faith without works is dead. We'll say, pray, hey, God, please help me with this, help me with this. But we don't move. We don't mm. actually act. We don't actually go out and put the work in to face that tank. Mm-hmm. And that tank is still there until we actually put that work in. So when he said that, you know, I'm all about action. I'm all about work. I'm all about putting that work in. And I'm like, Dave, that's that's real. That's, that's the thing that, you know, separates uh, a guy that's just – Telling you to do things is you see a man that's actually doing these things is fact facing the tank is a difference. It's a big, mm-hmm. big difference. Let's talk about kind of uh, man. Let's kind of get into some of your accomplishments. You know, you were Antoine Murchison played for Clemson University yes. during the coaching of Coach Bowden. Yes, correct. And uh, kind of tell us about what positions you played and kind of uh, your journey to get to play for probably one of the most prestigious programs in the nation. Oh, man, that's awesome. God blessed me with the opportunity to play at Clemson University from 2005 to 2009. I, I grew up here locally, here in Southern Pines, North Carolina, played at Pinecrest, played a four-star athlete. Um, it was just one of these things where I was in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they was recruiting this guy heavily, didn't know anything about me. Um, Cameron Sexton, shout out to you. I don't know where you at right now, but I know all throughout the high school, college career, we played against each other. Uh, he was one of the top quarterbacks at the time at Scotland High School. Ah. And um, Scotland, we was playing them at home. And, of course, you know, we got whooped. But yeah. at the same time. Um, Did you sack him? Yeah, six times. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, and so awesome. That game, that that game right there, put me on. Uh, uh, shout out to Coach Brad Scott. He uh, he was there recruiting, recruiting uh, Cameron Sexton, and he was like '86. I'll be seeing you again. And, mm. and from then on, I mean, I mean, that's when I got recruited. I was a late bloomer. That's my senior year, but um, I was blessed enough to earn a full scholarship. What position did you play? Oh, you talking about high school at in, Clemson? In Clemson. In Clemson, I played defensive tackle. Awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome. So, look, we're going to kind of get into it. I just want to let you know who we got here. At at the end of the day, man, Something there's something about accomplishing goals that everybody needs to hear. What they really need to understand is when you get to the point in your life, his dream, of course, was to uh, play the next level, and he made it. And I want everybody to know, those who are listening, that, look, you can make it. And though we face troubles, though we face situations that might not be favorable, God says, I want you to keep moving. I want you to keep moving. Mm. And we have Antoine here just, you know, kind of just to hear his story, to tell his story. Because as you heard, he was a recovering alcoholic. I, too, am a recovering addict. And I come to the point where, you know, I trust on these 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 fellows that we have here. But I was telling Dave this on the way, uh, kind of driving up here. It's like, you've been through the struggle so long, you forget how 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 good the journey was, how many good days that you had. 
And that's what I kind of want to talk about here. Now, let's talk about Antoine in the present. And we just since, you, since you're here as our guest, we're going to talk about you a lot. Because right. people need to hear it. All right. right now, you, are, uh, you work for uh, kind of the logistics. Uh, what, what is your position at the, at the uh, Mayflower? I am the uh, logistics quality control manager there at um, Sand Hills Moving and Storage. And mm-hmm. um, I run everything from top to bottom, pretty much the logistics part, the quality control, hiring, mm-hmm. well, whatever you need, um, whatever they need me to do to make the job, you do it. Make saying his moving the stores, do uh, I'm there. And he did this after he was a head coach, and then he was a defensive coordinator at Pinecrest. Yes, and now he's. Let, let me tell you something. I also I worked there. You know, I you know I how I got in ministry. I was working in ministry all year. Full time ministry, and I decided I needed to make some money, so I called Antoine. Now I'm moving furniture, and now look, that first week was treacherous. Oh my god, I had those muscles that I didn't even know I, know I had was sore. Right. However, I got the mission, man. Antoine has all these young gentlemen that's coming in, and some ladies, and they're so smart. They're so smart, but they're so vulnerable, mm. and they need to hear a voice. Mm. They need to hear the voice of God. And I was like, wow. I told Antoine after the first week, I understand why you're here because this generation needs to hear the voice of God. Mm. Man, two things. Like you just said, Ty. First, oh, three things. I'm white, but I'm not Lily White. I'm a recovering alcoholic, too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we were sitting right here when you talked to Antoine a couple weeks ago, and, and I don't even know if we were off the phone yet. You said, God, God wants me to, to move forward with him. There's something there. And as usual, you obeyed God, and um, something came from that. Yeah. A lot came from it. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's all types of lessons that God gives you. And I want everybody to hear that. Like, once you start moving forward in God, you're going to start to understand why you have to move forward. And once you understand why, you start to see your purpose. You start to get there. Well, let's get into the lesson. I will read. Um, Dave's, uh, Dave writes all these scripts in the manuscript, so... He's going to be doing a lot of explaining. <laughs> That's what he was talking about. All right. So let's talk about the scripture. Bible 365. Do not fear Ephesians 1.8. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. Come on. What do you mean by that? Well, there's, there's an objective in all this. There's something. Uh, there's an object of our hope. The Bible says 365 times. I didn't sit down and count, but I... I, I would if somebody dared me to. 365 times. Dare you. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Don't fear. Uh, that's, that's a big deal when it says something twice in a row, let alone 365. Yeah. So mm. it's the object of our hope. Um, you know, it, it's a movement. It's a process from faith to faith to faith. Nice, nice. So before, look, I'm going to jump down to the story because I think it's important that the audience hears the original story, Dave, about how you face the literal tank. And then we're going to kind of get into some of our tanks. We all revealed some of our past. And I can talk about this all day. I have tanks all day. I have a personal tank now that I think is important. That I want to talk about it. But first, I want you to tell the original story, if you don't mind. I will. I'm glad you just said that because there were, there's tanks within tank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's little mini <laughs> crappy little tanks before right. the big tank. So the big tank story in, I don't know, 2007, I think, um, I was in the war in Iraq. We are moving. It was late at night trying to get to an objective we came out from a hedgerow and there's a big fat american m1 tank right in the way 
Um, usually we make adjacent unit coordinations, so we would have, should have known. He was there. He would have known we were coming, or she would have known we were coming through there. Um, that didn't happen, and it's a very dangerous situation. And so um, we couldn't uh, bypass without – we couldn't get him on the radio. We couldn't figure out how to bypass – I ended tank. Up, you couldn't get the tank people on the radio. Correct. So just what you're doing is you guys have an objective, you have a mission, and you're trying to get there. And within that mission, there's a tank. Yes, and normally that would have been deconflicted. That would have been, you know, okay, we're, we can't go this way because of this tank. Uh, and yeah. that didn't happen. It happens sometimes, but it's a very dangerous situation. Why but is it, it dangerous? Why? Why? Uh, because it was four in the morning, and if this guy was asleep, which we figured he was because he wasn't answering his radio, and he did wake up and, and saw a bunch of heat signatures out there moving, Ooh. he would have just went, yeah, yeah. and yeah. finished off. It was over. It would have been over. Yeah, two or three teams of Delta operators. So, like, that's not the way anybody wants to go. So um, we we took it very seriously. And... Um, it, it seemed like it took an hour, but maybe it was less. But I ended up knocking on the tank. It was, I threw it out there as an idea when we were talking about what to do, and everybody mm. laughed, but it's what we ended up doing. Mm. Now, it was even more ridiculous when I went up and knocked because it's 14-inch thick steel, and you couldn't even hear it. So I tinged on it with my barrel and, and got the guy's attention. But he said, you know, he came out and like, what are you doing here? And I said, yeah, what are you doing here? And uh, we, we deconflicted, and he ended up, instead of... You know, if we would have just, maybe we would have got through, but if we might have got killed too, but he ended up providing overwatch for us. Mm. So what was, what was a giant obstacle, dangerous thing ended up working to our benefit. Yeah. I see where Antoine's coming. That is, that's life, bro. <laughs> that's life. That's life. It's what's, what's so amazing about that story. I want to kind of go back and kind of slow it down. I know Dave lives in a, and, and as he does the mission, he can see it, but for us people, Air Force, look, Chair Force, as the Marines call me. Uh, what, what, what he's saying is, so there's a big tank here. There's a big tank that's in between his destination, and he has all types of units, and they're kind of deciding, like, look, we can all die. What do we need to do? What do we need to do uh, in order uh, to complete our mission? Wow, that reminds me of the life that we live every day. The life we live every day, look, you have, a, you have a destination. You have something that you want to accomplish in life. It's before you. Everybody has their dreams, visions, and goals. Everybody has their dreams, visions, and goals. Even, look, I'm 43. I still have dreams of grandeur, dreams of just reaching the destination that God has for me. But throughout that destination, throughout the journey, throughout the journey, we're going to face obstacles. And that's what um, this, the, uh, this story is about. But... Here's the, the good part of that story. That I want everybody to hear this. When he faced the tank, the tank ended up being what? A guide, yeah. pretty much. Or an over, what do you call Overwatch, it? Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch. So um, you want to add anything to that, Anthony? I'm going to tell you what, man. I get chills every time Dave tell that story because it's like, for me, it's like this guy been with me through my tanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, just... Having that back in his Overwatch is uh, it makes it makes it a lot easier. When the, my first year, I was going through a lot of um, things I didn't understand at first. Yeah. Uh, first, when I say first year, first year of sobriety, um, 
um, it, it was just every day I called day three, four times a day and um, just asking him about certain things about, you know, meetings and mm-hmm. just things that I'm going through and things of that nature. And just knowing that, hey, he'll just reiterate, just keep going. Just keep going. Twine, yeah, it's all right. It's okay you think differently. It's okay that you think this way. It's mm-hmm. okay that you're doing this, but just don't drink. It's mm-hmm. just one step at a time. I don't know why I'm going off on a tangent like that. No, you're good. But you're right where we're supposed to be. <laughs> when, when I when I see the when I see tanks, this I, I'm just put that out there. Um, I do own, a, own my own company. It's called Stay Shredded Humble Swagger. Dave is my uh, business partner, and um, one day it's going to be a gym. It's going to be out there in fruition for guys to come in and face their tanks through um, lifting, praising God, and getting. Um, Busting chops, mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So one of the thing is, one thing is that um, I do tell people is um, facing things. Our tanks, and I, will, I, I'm not. I've never been in the army. I've never been, you know, Air Force or Navy and things like that. But I do. I have dealt with things like porn. I have dealt with things mm-hmm. like addictions. I have dealt with things like lying and cheating and things of that nature. And those those are real tanks that everybody struggles well i believe yeah everybody in mm-hmm. some form or fashion struggles with daily and facing those are like giants they are. like they 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 are, make you vulnerable mm-hmm. they will make you you know see your real self mm-hmm. in a light like shining the light on the things like <laughs> what we're embarrassed to admit yeah. and actually um overcome those things and then after we overcome them actually tell people mm. what we've done come on and actually tell people you know hey i had an addiction problem to this this and that and not be ashamed of it Amen. and help that person yep. you know what i'm saying to get closer to god through the tanks that you face mm. because it's it's nothing for you to face your tanks and sit there and get through it but then at the same time, how, how, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Like, what are you going to, what's the plan? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do with it? Are mm-hmm. you going to help somebody to get there? Are you going to build this kingdom? Or are you just going to sit there with all that, that knowledge for yourself? Exactly. You know, this so, reminds me of a scripture in Psalms 40. Listen to this. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. What is what? It, what's so important about life is the struggles that you go through when you face your tanks, when you overcome them. Like Antoine say, you tell someone about it, and people are going to see where you are and see where you were, and they're going to fear God mm-hmm. because they said God's real. And you know what they're going to do? And they're going to put their trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're going to place their trust in the Lord right. because of what you went through. And you know what? You know what happens next? Their kids are going to put their trust in the Lord. Right. And it's just going to be the effect that one testimony can have. It can affect the entire generation. I'm listening to Antoine affect the entire generation. I'm pretty sure he's doing it while coaching. Now this is where he is now. He, I think he's pre- preparing himself to start his gym for his blessing. He's, he's working like he's in the trenches. Yeah. He's in the trenches. He's working in the trenches. He's working on the front line. But what he's, t- what he's not just telling people, he's showing people. Mm. That there's a God, there's a God that can restore. I was like, I went in his office and I seen the AA book in your office. And I was like, woo, that's bold. That's bold. That's bold. Like right in his office is the, you know, 
the book, the recovery book. And you have a couple recovery books in there. Mm-hmm. And he also has his his whole roll book. I didn't peeped all of them. Actually, I, did, I put my book in his stack. I right. snuck it in there. But uh, <laughs> I ain't scared. Right. Anyway, the books he has, it's a reflection of his life. And people, I'm trying to tell you, if someone's going through something, he's the first one they're going to go to because he can relate. They're going to say, Antoine, I'm struggling with this. And we have a mutual brother that has come to us. I'm not going to mention his name on air. But awesome brother. Right. Awesome. Man, awesome brother. I'm doing work. But uh, yeah, yeah, God is doing something good. So now that we told the story, I want to get in. Can I, I interrupt for a second? Yeah, of course. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I can't go past it because the big man upstairs is that going to shine something on me right now. Let's go. That I can't. This lowercase I Christology is crucial right here, bro. <laughs> I told you. I love it. I love it. The Christology, the lowercase I is like, I am nothing. I am small compared to what's going on with yes. Christ. That's it's day, like, man. Like, I'm like, this is what this is about right here. It's not about me. It's not about Ty. It's not about Dave. It's not about Mm-mm. Antoine. It's about, it's about Jesus, man. And then, just make that that little thing right there. Just I, Dude, that's dope. I like that. I'm telling you, tell him. No, that's cool. I thought when he said, "I got to I got to I still was like, "All right, I'm gonna get spanked right here." Like, you know, he's gonna call me out for something, but I'm ready for it. I was I yeah. faced the tank so many times that I'm ready to hear criticism from people I love and trust. Right, but it wasn't. It was something cool. So. Yeah, look, it's like when I it took me like a couple of days before I seen it. I was like, wow. I even the I. We're talking about the the word Christology. What the way the Dave had the way Dave has it written is all capital letters except the I. The I is a little I. The little I within the big Christ. Mm. I can't take it that is. for it. It was a font that I chose that did it on it. I wish I would have had the idea. But look, but look, it came out, it yeah, came yeah. out that way. Oh. Stop saying that. I chose like, the look, font. <laughs> you chose the font yeah. intentionally or unintentionally. Wow, the little I, right? Woo, and the big Christ. And Christology just means how we think about Christ. Theology is mm-hmm. God thinking, God speech, God, you know, study. Christology is Jesus. But that's how we get to God. But that's all we're talking about. Man, thanks for saying that, man. Just, we always have to be reminded this is about Jesus. This whole life that we live is about Jesus. Jesus says, look, there's only one way to the Father, and that's by me. Mm. And there's a lot of people. I was preaching in Sierra Leone uh, this morning, and what, what's, what's trying to hit that region is the Muslim culture is trying to infiltrate the church. Now, if everybody starts accepting that there's multiple ways to God, because someone who's Muslim may say, we serve, I say Allah, you say God. We both serve God. But, but. there's one way. And I say that out of love. I don't say that right. to, I don't say that to, um, to try to uh, argue with my Muslim brothers, here's the truth of the matter: is if I'm riding, if I'm if I'm driving a car, and at the end of the road is a cliff, and you're on the side of the road, and you says, "I'm not going to tell him; he'll be offended." Mm-hmm. While I'm falling down <laughs> to my death, the only thought in my head will be like, "Why didn't this guy say anything to me?" So we got to say it, man. We got to say Jesus. We got to say Jesus. We got to say Jesus is the answer. All these religions recognize that Jesus was someone important, that he was the son of God, and he is the son of God, and he's a living word. And that question is the one that we are answering with our lives, and everybody is. With our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we are right, he's right, because he said that. So if he said that, then that's, 
the okay. question. Dan. Before we get into our some of our personal testimonies and our personal tanks, I want you uh, to explain, Dave, Psalm sixty six. I like I like this. What did you What did you get out of the Psalm sixty six uh, scripture as far as that chapter? It's a tank story in a song. It's pretty cool. It's and I just picked out the first, middle, and last verse. It's a twenty verse psalm. The first uh, verse, as usual, or as as pretty typical in most psalms, is you know, um, shout for shout for joy to God all the earth, and then right in the middle, for you God tested us, you refined us like silver, you brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs, mm. <laughs> and then. Last verse. He did that. At the very end, praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. So it's a it's a tank cycle. Wow. It says God brought us. What verse is that when he brought us into prison? 11. 11. Woof. That's amazing. I'll put us to tank in my path. That's right. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's right. Why, does, why would God, why would you do that, Lord? Why would you yeah. put a tank in my path? You know, mm-hmm. we have to consider that in our life. Like, man. Everybody, like you personally, those who are listening, look, you go through personal tragedy. And, you, you know, the first question we want to ask God is why? Mm. Why am I going through this? You know, remember the blind man. The blind man, they came to him. Jesus came to him and they said, like, who sinned? Did, his, did he sin or did his father and mother sin? They're trying to find out why. Why is this guy blind from birth? But Jesus says, no, 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 not his father and mother, but that the glory of God may be revealed in his life. And that's why we go through. That's why we face our tanks, so that God will get the glory. Hey, can I interrupt you right quick? Yeah, time? boy, man, you I'm got it, man. I'm telling you, bro, like I'm over here about to jump out my daggone skin. Reason being is because the tanks, what we're talking about today, and that verse just saying that, that God laid it, laid burdens on us. He put us in these situations. And mm-hmm. it's like, again, everything that I went through. Mm-hmm. Even that, uh, I'm gonna share a personal thing for him. my son. He's autistic, mm-hmm. and I was a special ed teacher for about that? eleven years mm-hmm. before he was born. Before he was born, How about that, didn't even know that God was preparing me mm. for mm. something. I'm thinking, why am I with these kids <laughs> every day? You know, mm. I want to just coach football. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like <laughs> I'm building you to mm. for something. Oh that's my God. Praise God. You know, so. Oh just chill and rot. So, bro, I'm telling you, everything that I look at now, even when stuff goes bad, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what what he God has prepared for prepare for me in mm-hmm. that end because that's what He wants. When He said, "I'm laying these burdens for you," or I'm you know, I'm putting you in these situations because I want to make you. Mm-hmm. I, I got something for you, Twan. Mm-hmm. I got something for you, Ty. I got something for you, Dave. Yeah, you can ask me why I'm going through this, but. You know, just trust me. Yeah. And just believe and know that you're going it's gonna be a reason why I'm putting mm. you through this stuff. Cause I love you, first off. And next off, I got something for you. Yes. You know what I mean? I know I'm a but I'm I'm a surface guy. Yes. But it's very, very, very clean and very like very straightforward with me when big man upstairs talked to me. And it's just telling me like, Hey Twan, I got you. I used to, and last year, like I was, I called Dave and last year. I was really, I was waking up with sweats, mm-hmm. waking up like saying, like, man, I almost, you know, was, I almost drank, you know, I was very depressed. I couldn't, I had this, in, this pain, like anxiety built up in my stomach because of work was going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my wife was, me and her was rocky and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But I went back to what got me 
to a good place in my mental. Mm-hmm. Back to the roots. Back to talking to God. Back to praying. Back to reading the A book. This is back strong, man. Keep on going, yeah, please. And just keep on, <laughs> just just going back to the roots and yeah. just like taking it easy, one day at a time. Yeah. And then now that I see this year, because last year was my first summer at this position that I am am now, and it was a it was a train wreck. It was literally put me to a place where I was I didn't want to work there anymore. Yeah. Because it was like, good night. It's very stressful. Yeah. I didn't shave, you know, I didn't work out, I didn't do anything. I was didn't want to touch my wife. I didn't mm. I was go home, just go to sleep. But he prepared me mm. for where I am now. Like I get up and attack the day mm. because Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I get up and attack the day. Because of what I went through, that yeah. taint that he put in me last summer, and me not quitting, yeah. and not saying, oh, I give up and go and do something else, just see it through. Mm. Uh, I know you out here listening. You might be going through something right now. Come on. You might be on the verge of just quitting. You might be on the verge of just letting go because you don't, first, you don't know why you're going through it. Secondly, you don't know how to go through it. But I'm here to tell you today that you're there because God has something greater for you at the end. Amen. Don't give up. Please don't. Don't give up. I don't care how long it takes. It may take a day. It may take a week. It may take years. But keep going. But keep going. Don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow. Just focus on the right now. Hey Amen. What, what you got to add to that, Dave? I know you got something. Just that, um, oh gosh, um, this is like advanced accountability. Uh-huh. This whole cycle that's happening because in your guys' presence, and I'll never forget meeting, I met you two at the same time. I've got this picture in my mind of you, you both standing up, and it was just like I, I felt, I saw, I don't know. It was the Holy Spirit, but, um, man, just... To see, to go through this with the man, especially a man, Ty, you played college basketball, Antoine, you played college football, I was, did my military stuff, we've all got these cool stories, but when you see merch, when you see it, if you've never met a D-lineman in person, I mean, it's just like a different experience, and um, <laughs> to see him, um, gosh, to know him, to see you guys go through these things and open yourselves up. Call it out. It's like a linebacker calling out what he's seeing, man, and then take a read step. And if you make a bad play, get right back up and go again to see that. It's like, man, and then to have you guys believe in me, mm. like, come on, okay, God, I need help now. Now I'm going to God. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, I need help because these, these guys are bringing it. <laughs> now I like them, so, yeah. Well, I when Antoine was talking, what I heard is, and I want every listener to consider this, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Listen to the last part. Everybody, it's the evidence of things not seen, mm. which means you have a, your destination and you can't see it. The Bible says, why well, have hope in something that you can see? It's right there. Go get it. Mm. But God is saying, I want you to start exercising your faith, even though you can't see the final destination, even though you're still going through turmoil, even though you're still going through stress, even though that which is in going on is still present. God is saying, I want you to look at the unseen. Because it says the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen, those things are eternal. 
God says the righteousness of God is being revealed from faith to faith. If you keep on having faith, if you keep on having faith, there's going to be a time where it's visual. You actually see what you are having faith for. But God says, I'm going to load something else on you. Mm. And you're going to keep on having faith. And God is going to do what you desire for him to do in your life. And he's going to bless you. He's going to bless your children. Anton's talking about his wife. You guys just celebrated how many years? Eight years. Eight year anniversary. Come on. Yes, Dave, we got to get the clap button, man. It's in there somewhere. I don't want to guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to guess. No, that's not it. Okay. Hey, question, guys. Think about it. I just thought thought about something real quick. All right. Say, for instance, we're going through, you're going through a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And say, for instance, you, you actually give up. Do that struggle leave? Nope. No. Where does it go? What do you think? What I'm thinking is, it's like, it's it's on remission until you go back to God, and God gonna give you right back to where you stopped, where you started from. Huh. I think that, like you said, that will be done. That was in His will for we you don't to talk have about that. that. You to, know what? For that burden, just because you just step away from it and don't go through it, that don't mean that once you get back to God, that you're not gonna go through that situation mm. and see it through. So with that mindset. I know it's hard. You're going to go through it, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. because that's in God's will. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I'm thinking. No, I, I, I get it. I want to consider another way, and I agree with you, but sometimes this is something that should be talking about. We always talk about having faith, having yeah, faith. Right. What happens when you say, I'm yeah, done, man. Right. I'm tired of having faith. Right. Matter of fact, I don't have faith anymore. <laughs> what now? I think this. I think sure, surely God wants because attached to every, attached to every dilemma, attached to every tank is a final destination. It's a final destination. Sometimes we got to realize that maybe, if you decide to give up, maybe you don't experience the blessing that was prepared for you if you continue. But if God is the God who says, you know what, I'm going to make sure. That he gets his blessing. No, it's not going to leave you. Mm-mm. It's not going to leave. It's, it's going to be it. Or the or the bird. Or the, or yeah. the tank. <laughs> right. So you're more blessed the more he keeps it in there, right in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And don't ever think, if you've given up, man, if you've given up on God, man, turn back to God. Yep. Turn back to God now. Mm-hmm. While he may be found, if you're listening to this, God is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I learned that. Like, man, don't think that this lesson isn't for you. This lesson is for me. The furthest mm-hmm. away you can ever get from someplace, you're halfway back. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's, <deep. laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's you're true. halfway back. You're halfway there. Right. And it's important that we turn towards God and realize that God is King. Mm. And I realize I, I love it, man. This whole tank thing, this these issues Antoine brought up. I mean, come on, let's talk about it, man. Mm-hmm. Lying, cheating, mm-hmm. uh, sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Those are those are things that are connected to the sensual part. Of living, you know, I was I was reading. God has me in First Corinthians six, and it's very essential that. Um, and I don't want to teach myself. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to say much of it because this is something I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and I don't like talking much about. If God's working with me, I like to get the <laughs> I got the I like to understand what God's saying before I preach it. Mm-hmm. That's just where I am. But read First Corinthians six, and I'll tell you kind of where I am. I'm giving you an overview. I'm not preaching it. And again, I might preach it. You know how I do. Anyways, so I'm not going to preach it. All right. So 
It says in verse, it says in verse 16 and 17, it says what? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body, for the two saith he shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. God is calling us to leave the sensual things. The, the spirit of the harlot isn't just uh, buying a prostitute. It's that which is attached to the world. It's the Egyptian system. It's the Babylonian system. It's the systems that turn away from God. The systems that make you say... The American oh, system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, the systems that make you say, I choose this over God. Yeah. And God is saying, look, you become one with that. Once you do those things, lying, cheating, watching pornography, fornication, adultery, you become one with that. However, when you turn to God, it says you become one spirit, and that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, and little tanks, we talked about them earlier, but just, just right there when you were reading, sloth is one of mine. You know, you read that scripture, and it's like, oh, that's, that's above me. I've been to half a seminary, you know, I've completed half a seminary, but that, I've never understood that. So what I can do is admit that right here, right now, mm-hmm. or, you know, more than just file it, ask a question about something, something. Mm. Amen. Amen. And we're facing our tanks together. We're facing them on air. That's what we do here. This is the Christology podcast. It's not about us. Come on. It's about Jesus. You know, and I, I you know, I was, I, I, <laughs> I always told Dave, I'm not ready to talk about my tank. I'm not ready. And it's just like, I'm not ready to tell my story. I'm not ready. And I figured out that a lot of that was grounded in pride. It was pride. I'm ashamed of myself. I deal with so much shame of my past. How'd you figure it out? Well, it, it all started off when I was actually, to tell you the truth, working with Antoine. Working with Antoine, I'm sitting on that truck, and I'm starting to just tell these guys my testimony. And I'm noticing that they need to hear my testimony. Come on. They need to hear it because everybody goes through something. Everybody goes through something. I'm talking about where I was. I'm talking about being uh, an, a drug addict. I'm talking about the times when <laughs> I told these strangers... <laughs> This is not me. <laughs> I told these strangers a time when I was so, uh, I was at the point, I was in a hotel in Wilson, North Carolina. I was so high that I could not even know, I couldn't know the, my left or my right. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there in paranoia. I was, I was out of money. I was out of opportunity to obtain more drugs. And I was sitting there and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, one day, and I wrote this in my book, one day you'll be up all night for me like this. Oh. And it blew my mind because I'm just like, wow. that was God. Mm. And it just, he wasn't, trying, he wasn't scolding me for what I did that night. And it wasn't a, it was a horrible night in my history. <laughs> but what it was, God was letting me know his, his vision for me in my ministry. And he told me at the time when I was in my worst. And man, I couldn't even describe the scene around that hotel room. But God spoke to me, and it was something that changed my life. And I wrote a book based on that when God said, man, God is not, God's not mad at me. God's mm. proud of me. Come on. And I had to say, like, wow, God's proud of me? Look at me. And God says, no, no. If you acknowledge me, I have a direction for you. I know the plans that I have for you, says God, but I need you, Ty, to start moving right now. Ty Phillips, five ways to walk closer with God. Sold exclusively on Amazon. It's interesting you say that, don't I? Because um, you, you have. I've seen you work there at uh, at Mayflower, and you, you're. I haven't seen you specifically say specific words to the employees there, mm-hmm. but I've seen you interact with you know a couple of guys, and I could tell 
that you are ministering to them in a, in a, in a sense where they're getting a little closer and a little bit more grounded and a little bit more, you know, you know, okay with them just being themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for a fact that, um, that I was called there also Mm -hmm. and that place right there, you're right. There's a lot of people that when they hear the testimony of, when I say, they say something like, yeah, I had to beat my probation officer today. I said, man, mm-hmm. I can't. I remember the times when I had to beat mine. They look <laughs> exactly. at me like, like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You beat your probation officer? Yeah. And then it just opens up a whole dialogue about, you know, how how do I get to the point where I am now? And mm-hmm. I could see just throwing little seeds to those guys like that, putting out help them, bro. Nice. Now, I want to talk. I want to get in kind of, uh, man, Dave wrote in the, in the manuscript about how to face your tank. And I want Dave to kind of talk about his uh, interpretation of what he wrote. Uh, first one, it says, no when to knock. What do you mean by that, sir? Oh, so I think there's there's different tanks. There's, uh, you know, there was there's two other tank stores. I won't go into them, but there was one where they just, it was an American tank manned by Iraqis, and they shot at us. Jesus. And they missed. Um, so that one we... Um, it's kind of like fight or flight or sit tight. There's different situations, but that particular tank story I told earlier was was one to knock. They were asleep. We needed to, we couldn't get around them. Um, then there was the Rangers that almost ran me over in theirs because they were driving blacked out inside the camp, and um, that just made me furious. And I went, <laughs> but those are the kind to just stay away from. Not mm-hmm. every tank requires a knock. Not every fear requires a direct facing of it. There's a, a method. Mm-hmm. And we find that, you know, by pray, move, and communicate. Yeah. A lot of people say that fear is uh, a lot. A lot of people, especially from the world, they will say that uh, it's okay to be fearful because when you're fearful, that's when you're on your best game. That's when you're more aware. But the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. So it's essential to know, like, on the other side of fear... There's power. Mm-hmm. On the other side of fear, there's love. And the other side of fear, and this is one's my favorite, is the soundness of mind. Because I've been in a place in my life where my mind was not sound. I've been, I've been in the other side of a sound mind. So I use that scripture a lot when my mind starts to kind of start to uh, you know, run in different direction. I say, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and of sound mind. So number one was knock. The other one was steer clear. And the other one was convert. You talk kind of about steer clear. Uh, what about convert? Convert is uh, take your time, consult. You know, Proverbs, somebody who has many advisors will mm-hmm. be successful. Um, you talk to your parents and This requires, you know, having real relationships in your lives, which requires you, um, you know, uh, addressing any problems you might have deep down inside. Everything is going to work together. So this one is, uh, yeah, you need you need help. Gotcha. I kind of talked about that today in uh, my message in Africa, how it's important that you talk to God. But it's also important that we speak to each other well, and that the messages that we speak together are filled with grace, is filled with levity, is filled with edification, that we edify each other and we build each other up. But it's also important that, you know, 
you know, the Proverbs does say within counselors, there is safety. There's safety within counselors. So it's important that we have, that you lean on each other. And me and my mother was just talking about this, how God has given people. We had a Sunday school lesson. And within the Sunday school lesson, it was talking about other sources, other sources of people who have talked about the Bible or who have talked about the biblical stories, like the book of Jasher. But what's so essential is that we understand, like, everybody has their story. And it's important that we learn this culture. We have to learn this culture so we can reach these people, that we can reach this next generation, that we can reach the people with alternative lifestyles. It's the church's job to reach those people. And a lot of people have fear. They have fear. They they are... Um, they fear the alternate lifestyle. They fear these young kids. I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to one of these brothers at Mayflower. It's so amazing. I was talking to one of the brothers at Mayflower, and man, he's 21 years old. He was cussing every other sentence, and he was talking about Jesus. I was like, whoa, this is new, but I didn't say, oh, well, look, I understand you're talking about Jesus, but uh, it's very important that uh, you don't cuss while you do it. Man, that... That young man's talking about Jesus, man. Right. There's people who don't even believe in Jesus, but he's talking about our Lord. I ain't going to say his name, two initials. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, whoa, he was letting him fly. And I was like, my eyes are wide. And I was like, close your eyes, Ty. Get your eyebrows down right now. And you encourage that, brother. You better not. Do you know where you come from, Ty? I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not that bad. But at the end of the day, we got to recognize Paul Use. When when Paul came to, uh, I forgot which ones they were. When he came to one of the one of the cities, when they had the they had the resurrect, they had the idol to the unknown god. Athens. Athens. When he went to Athens, they had the uh, uh, to the unknown god, and Paul was able to use some of the words mm-hmm. of like good example. Yeah. Epidemi, ep, ep, epidemines. I know I'm saying that wrong. Epimenides, maybe. Yeah, Epimenides, one of those. How he was able to use one of his phrases when it says, we're offsprings of God. So Paul's uh, argument was, if we're offsprings of God, why are we worshiping gold? Why are we worshiping silver? Why are we worshiping wood? Why are those our idols? God is a relational God. And he really was able to get to the people, and they wanted to know more. So that was... So important that we go there, and it's, it's so awesome. So he wrote the, Dave wrote this question down: Did Jesus have tanks? Ooh, did Jesus have tanks? I don't know. Of course, I think yeah. Of course, you know, Garden of Gethsemane. That was a whew, that was a tough tank, you know. And I don't know. I think one of Jesus' main tanks, man. He loved everybody so much, and I know he knew that what mission he had to accomplish. But I'm pretty sure it was rough. Pretty sure it was rough. What do y'all think? No doubt. I yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> for real. I, I, for me, it's like, as you asked that, Dave, it's crazy. He came down in a human body. Mm, that's, Co- a, that's a tank right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he came in with a human body, you yeah. know, and it's like, boom, automatically there's, there is tanks right there. Yeah. Um, secondly, I'm thinking... Like, I want to know his thinking process when they condemned him. Like, when they said, you're not who you say you are. I want mm-hmm. to know his thinking process when they was whooping him mm-hmm. and they, they nailed him. What was his thinking process? Like, did he ever question God? Mm. Did he ever say, 
why or I, I mean y'all are more knowledgeable of the word than I am but I just think about things like that I think yeah. about like um, did he ever question why God why me and mm-hmm. even though I know he's him mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah. he's him but he's mm. in human form and he's going through this stuff and it's like he knows he's gonna. He know he's gonna. He 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 knew he was gonna die. He knew these people were gonna just say you're not who you say you are. He knew people was gonna just you know beat him and mm-hmm. you know nail him to the cross. But I want to know his thinking process. I think I think Jesus had a passion. He wanted everybody to believe him. He wanted everybody. I think Jesus wanted to gather everybody in his arms and say Pharisees, Sadducees, Essenes, even Zealots, the fourth philosophy, please believe in me. He wanted to. He wanted them to believe, but he understood his mission. Mm-hmm. It says, you know, man. That's at the end of the day, listeners. This is Jesus at the center, and let man. Let's put the spotlight on Jesus of Nazareth. Like I man, think, yeah, I think you're right because um, what what got him going off more than anything is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Yep. People claiming that they had it right when nobody really had it right except him. <laughs> nice, Jesus is our example he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords i love how he says to philip like i've been with you the whole time how can you not know the father can me and the father are one like antoine just said they, he was the father but he took on this flesh and he did the will of god and even in the garden he said nevertheless thy will be done he says take this cup from me nevertheless thy will be done so the question is just it just lies like man those are some serious tanks. You know, we come out, all the disciples still sleeping. Peter, James, and John just knocked out. So you still sleeping? He said, forget it. Forget it. Here comes my betrayer. And Judas comes with that. Man, it's such an, man. Doesn't scripture come alive as you <clears throat> go through these thought exercises and face a tank of your own and then sure. think about stuff like this and then you read it again and, whoa. Huh. Yeah, and it's essential that we do. Like, God wants us to... <laughs> I was mentoring a kid. I said this in one another episode. I was mentoring a kid. He was like, uh, he's like, man, I just lost my job. I just lost everything. I was like, let's pray. So we prayed. And the next day, God just answered his prayer. We did that to someone. Remember we did that at the meeting? We prayed for someone to find a job. And he instantly found a job. I think we was at a CR. So I did, I did it again. Look, I, I was two for two. So, yeah, so I prayed. And he was like, so he was real, like, he's real quiet. He was like, man. I said, hey, he said, I really, you really showed me that God's real. He said, but I did something bad, man. I was like, what did you do? I'm thinking you committed a crime. He was like, uh, I cursed God. And instantly, the spirit of God welled up inside of me. And I was like, bro, but you acknowledge God. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? I said, you acknowledge God. Don't curse God ever again. But mm-hmm. you did acknowledge that God is real. If he said, forget you, God. Mm-hmm. God was like, I'm about to prove to you. Mm-hmm. But you acknowledge God. There's people in the world who's, who don't think God exists. And so it's essential that we understand that yeah. Jesus is truly the center of our lives. That's a movement. Not all movement is immediately toward the awesomeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you move. The point is to move. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. So let's get into application, immediate application. Build a range card, tanks in your past next week. Mm, this is strong. It's important that, I mean, what are you, what are you saying, Dave? Write this down? Pretty, this is a draw. I mean, in the military, we do, you do a range card. Here, here's me you know, in the corner of a piece of paper, and then you write circles, those are, or semicircles are the distances, sniper range card too. But basically you're, you're, you're putting obstacles and, and threats 
out there. And we got to remember that the tank isn't the object itself. If I'm trying to get a record deal, mm -hmm. the record deal isn't the tank. Mm -hmm. It might my tank. The tank might be my self doubt, or mm. uh, you know, Unbelief. so many other things. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. We have to, so we have to separate that, and that's why we do this. Man, that's nice. That's nice, yeah. man. That's awesome. Build a range that car. Too, uh, when we was in um, rehab together, mm -hmm. is they tell us to write everything down. That's right. Um, That's to right. Make it come to life, and it, it's it's crazy you say that was because you know, like I said, just write down your tanks. You could say addicted to porn, mm -hmm. but when you write it and you read it and you say it out loud, That's true. It becomes real. It becomes real. <laughs> or ah, Antoine, man. that was you know you and I talking. And, that's one of the most real experiences you've had in your recovery, right? Right. Going through that. You're going through that. Yeah. Going through that. Just going through that and um, going through the, the, the you know, the adultery that I, I committed adultery. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I, I cheated on my wife. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not proud to say that I, I've done that. Me and my wife are still recovering over that. Um, Praise God. We're... Um, but the one like one thing I said it is that she loves me, mm -hmm. and she forgave me, and we went to God about it, put it foot across. She told me straight up, if it ever happened again, she, she would never, I would never see her ever again. <laughs> so I know she gave me the ultimatum. There. That's fine. But um, part of life, man. It's pretty much pretty much. And the thing is, is that you know, when they say you writing this thing down, um, we, me and my wife have um, vision board. Where we want to see, we never done this before mm -hmm. until like last year. It's like where do we want to see ourselves? You know, we write mm -hmm. it down and we look at it, put it, put it somewhere in the house that you can see it, and we try to obtain those goals. Nice. And I, if you're listening today, and like I said before, is write stuff down, guys. It makes it become real. Mm -hmm. Don't just write it; read it out loud, also. Yeah. It makes it become real. Like the gratitude list we used to do, Ty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ten things we used to be grateful for. Yeah. And we used to say it every day. And just read it out loud. And um, it, it then becomes a prayer. Mm -hmm. you just you just read that. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it, nice. becomes, it becomes a prayer. And all of a sudden, you may go into worship. Wow. Yeah. You may go into you know, praise. Awesome, you may go into a, 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 just a, a, a season of gratitude mm -hmm. for God. Because you're just writing it and it becoming real. That's um, awesome. If I encourage you today to do things like that, it'll help. It helped me. I know it helps. Um, it helps my brothers here, mm -hmm. and um, it works, guys. Just write stuff down and read it out loud. Mm. I'm not gonna add anything to that. I'm not gonna add anything. I want everybody to just listen to what he said and just use it, man. Write it down, man. But I will add this, <laughs> guys. Look, it's important to know. Like, look, we all go through stuff. We all go through struggles. If you have struggled with something like, if you have committed a sin that you think that, that you're so ashamed of, God, look at us, man. We're over here preaching the word of God. We're talking about Jesus like we know the guy because we do. We, you know how we know Jesus? Because we've been there. We've been, we've been in the struggle and we turned our lives over to God. Mm. It's essential that, look, if whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, it's okay. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, and such were some of you. But you are washed, you're sanctified, and you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So please listen to those words. 
Like, you don't have to be perfect, guys. No. You don't no. have to be perfect. Uh, I'm telling you, like, you don't have to clean up before you come to church or clean up before you come to God. Bam. Come as you are. Yep. Wherever you at right now in your life, you could be right now about to turn on something you ain't supposed to watch. You, mm. you might be rolling up something right now you don't supposed to be smoking. You, you mm. might be doing something, talking to somebody that you don't need to be talking to right now. It is okay to just stop, say, Lord, forgive me. And come to him. Keep on moving, man. And keep on moving. Keep on it's moving. It's okay. Come as you are. Don't have to be perfect to come to him. He's mm-hmm. waiting on you. We're saying just what Paul said. Continue to work out your own salvation come with on. fear and trembling. Amen. That's it. Amen. And the second part, remember our purpose, 2 Corinthians 4, 10, so that Jesus may be made manifest within us. Very essential. First Second Corinthians 4, 10 states, always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Mm. So you're considering his death, you're appropriating his death, you know, we're free from sin and death. And once you do that, what the scripture says is that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. You want to add anything to that, Dave? Just the consideration of those questions, which I still don't fully, hardly understand, um, has brought me through all this movement of meeting you guys and my life being blessed. And, um, and the other last thing is for me is this works for a 10 year old or a 90 mm. year old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pray, move, communicate right now with whatever you're afraid of. If you're afraid of Miss Murphy tomorrow and, and a 10 question math test, it's okay, man. Talk to your brother or sister or dad or mom, mom or friend talk about it, get some advice, um, works for everybody. Okay. And, um, this is the last thing, uh, the long-term, uh, long-term application, navigate your range card, receiving orders from scripture, uh, that you, you made reference to that, uh, Philippians two, twelve. wherefore my beloved, as ye have all always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in that my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah, and this will take some development, I think. Um, it's a process. Yeah. It's a process. Please realize that your life is a process. You're on, you're on the process to become who God called you to be. But if you decide to make that process, if you decide to take that journey, I promise you, you're going to see the results. I am truly seeing the results. You know, I knew where I was in 2019. I know how that I experienced uh, such tragedy. And, you know, but at the end of 2019, 2020, but I know that God returned me and he placed me on a rock and he favored my life and he told me how important I was to him. Hmm. He says, Ty, I know the plans I have for you. Anton, you want to pray us out? Let's do it, guys. Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity, God, to come here as brothers and just just talk about you. Uh, there were real little eyes in Christ, God, and we just look to you for anything that you have us going through, God, our tanks, anything that we're facing, God. We want to lean towards you as you guide us through our tanks, God. And God, we know we're not perfect, God, and anything that is uh, getting in the way of us getting closer to you, God, we want to ask for forgiveness right now, God, and we want to put it at the foot of the cross because we know that you, uh, you're a God of love, you're a God of second chances, you're a God of just forgiveness, God, and we just want to continue to look to you for all the answers, God. Appreciate these guys and what they're doing 
going and um, affecting God, affecting um, many people's lives through this podcast. God, we continue to be a blessing to this podcast as it, as it grows your kingdom. And um, I just love you. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.